0: What's up, everyone, and welcome back to NFL Only here on Talk. and today I'll be doing predictions for Wild Card Weekend, and we are here. We are finally made it to the playoffs, and I just want to say thank you all to everybody who's listened to the podcast throughout the year and has stuck with the podcast. Just thank you for staying with it and uh, enjoying this podcast. I'm trying to get better. Uh, Just doing this solo at the moment. I used to do it with Houston, my brother and uh he had to take uh time uh from the podcast to deal with personal stuff in his life with his life moving forward. So uh yeah, so I've been doing this a, a lot by myself this year and I've enjoyed it a lot. So without the way we'll get into it uh the first game of wildcard weekend is the Colts at the Bills. And I got the Buffalo Bills winning this one 27 to 24. Uh, I think this game is going to be close Uh, uh, against top 10 scoring defenses in the league. Surprisingly, the Bills are 6-0 against top 10 scoring defenses. Four wins coming against New England and Miami uh, because they played them twice. But they've been absolutely phenomenal against top defenses in the NFL. And a lot of credit goes to Josh Allen and his maturity throughout the season. And... I think this Colts secondary will struggle a lot throughout this game. Uh, Colts are another top 10 uh, scoring defense this year. I think they are number 10. And the weakness of this Colts defense is their secondary. Uh, It's been up and down all year. And I think they're going to have trouble slowing down Josh Allen in this game. And I I just think Josh Allen is just going to have a great game in this one. He's been balling out in primetime games here lately. And it's another primetime game for him to step up in. And I think he's going to uh, come through in the game. Uh, I think the Colts... What the Colts should do in this game is slow the game down and minimize Josh Allen's possessions throughout the game. Uh, I think one thing is to run the football. The Colts running the football last week... uh, was excellent it showed that they can run the football throughout the game and it showed that they they have a willingness to run the football and if they can do that against this defense uh this Buffalo defense is tied for seventh worst against the run so they can uh the Colts can really get this ground game going really minimize Philip Rivers mistakes throughout the game and really put the back are the game on the backs of Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Himes in this game. And I think the Colts are going to do that. I think this game is going to show uh, Frank Wright as a coach and as a play caller. His discipline throughout the game. Whether he gets, uh, where, whether he wants to get too aggressive, uh, not aggressive enough. There's going to be little things in this game. There's going to be little moments in this game that will determine uh, what type of coach Frank Wright is throughout this game. And it's going to be a it's going to be a fun matchup. You have uh, the Bills. What they do great on offense is throw the football. The Colts' secondary is their weaker part of their defense. And you flip on the other side, the Colts have been really strong running the football this year, and the Buffalo Bills really suck at stopping the run. And I think one thing could be an indicator is if Indianapolis can get pressure on Josh Allen for some bad throws. Indianapolis pass rush has been inconsistent throughout the year. It was amazing at the start of the year. Had a dip in production through the middle part of the year. And it's starting to come back up again in the last couple of weeks against Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. So, this uh, Indianapolis pass rush has to get to Josh Allen if they want to slow him down and not allow him to eat up the secondary. And another thing on the Colts offensive end, Phillip Rivers has to play smart. He cannot make stupid throws in this game like he did. Uh, the, I think the most memorable stupid throw he's had this year was against Cleveland. Uh, he was running outside the pocket and, and he threw like a crossbody checkdown, check down and he got picked off for a pick six. You can't have those type of mistakes in the game. He's in his 16th year in the NFL. You cannot have those type of mistakes in a, in a game, especially a big game like this. And that's why I'm going to Frank Wright to this. This will show how disciplined he is throughout the game. Just take the game out of Philip Rivers' hands. We've seen Phillip Rivers choke on numerous occasions in big games. And one, one way to not allow that to happen is just take the ball out of his hands. Run the football around 30 times in this game. Really slow this game down. And really make this a defensive game. A running game. And really control the game. That's how you're going to uh, win this game. Uh, also, I think if you can, if you get the ball first, if you win the coin or yeah, the uh, the coin toss, receive, receive the football, try to score first. Make Buffalo want to play catch up with you throughout this game, because if they're going to start doing that, then it's going to give ample opportunity for Josh Allen to make a mistake in this game. He's still a young quarterback. He's still prone to mistakes. We've seen that in the Tennessee game and the Kansas, and the Kansas City game earlier this year so if the Colts can get a lead early have him make mistakes or have him play catch-up throughout the game he's going to make a mistake eventually and I think it's one thing the Colts have to do just get on the board first uh get on the scoring board first and allow them to play catch-up throughout the game but I just think I but I I just think I got the bills in this one though Uh, I have them winning because I think just they're just the better overall team uh, unfortunately, I do think Phillip Rivers will make a mistake throughout the game that will dig his team in the hole. And this Buffalo defense has been stepping up here of late. They've been looking like that top 10 defense from the last couple of seasons. And I, I just I don't really see Indianapolis getting past this game unless they can really slow the game down uh, with the Ryan game. Uh, the Bills just a better over our team right now. And the Colts, uh, just I uh, I think the Colts are good on both sides. Buffalo is great on both sides. And I think that's going to be the determining factor in this game. And I think one thing the Bills do is really, I think they play better run defense throughout the game. I think they're going to force Indianapolis to pass the football. Force the ball into the, or force the game into the hands of Phillip Rivers. And allow him to make mistakes in this game and I think Buffalo is going to capitalize on some of these mistakes and I I really like I really like this matchup for Buffalo especially against this Colts uh, passing defense but I really like this Buffalo run or this Buffalo or this Colts run game against this Buffalo run defense it's going to be a good game regardless the question is can the Colts overcome this really good Buffalo Bills team I don't think they can I think it's going to be a really good game I think the Colts are just going to come up short in this one so we're at the Colts or I got the Bills winning 27 to 24 so we'll move on to the next game we got the Rams at the Seahawks and I got Seattle winning this one 20 to 10 I really like Seattle in this one because I don't like the Rams to get over 20 points in this game I just don't trust Jared Goff with a broken thumb uh last time they played Seattle, uh, he only had nine points and that's when he got injured in the game. I just don't really see him doing much in this game. And then you add John Wolford to that mix. And I just don't see either of them play outplaying Russell Wilson in this game. I think this Rams defense will slow down uh will slow uh will slow Russell Wilson down throughout the game, uh like they did in the first two matchups. They only allowed uh twenty points in the uh, second matchup and I think they only allowed seventeen in the first matchup. So they've been really keeping uh Russell Wilson in this elite offense in check uh throughout this uh throughout those two games and I think they're gonna do it again. I think this game's gonna be a hard game to come by. Yeah so Seattle only scored sixteen in the first game and then the second game they only scored twenty points. So this Rams defense, top as a top five defense, the top three defense in the league and they're going to be able to slow down Russell Wilson in this game. The question is, can the Rams put up enough points to win? I have to. I see them having to score at least 20 or get over 20 in this game to win. Uh, the first game they got over 20, they got 23 points. Uh, and then in their loss, when they only scored 9 points, Seattle only scored 20 in the game. So if they can put up at least 20 points, I, I think the Rams are going to pull this one out. I just don't see it happening, especially with the way Seattle's defense has been playing uh, of late. They've been playing a lot better. They'll show up in this game, uh, I think, and they're going to really make this Rams offense stagnant, and I think it's going to really show the holes in this Rams offense, especially at the quarterback position. But I think uh, I think one thing the Rams are going to do in this game is make Seattle one-dimensional. Uh or that what they have to do in this game, is make Seattle one-dimensional throughout the game and make them unbalanced. Uh, we've seen throughout the year Seattle, uh, when Seattle gets unbalanced, they look like a really bad team. That's where you've seen that stretch throughout the year where they lost three out of four, and they just look like a really bad team. And if the Bears can eliminate that, or the Bears, the Rams can eliminate that run game early, and force force the ball into Russell Wilson's hands, force Brian Schottenheimer, uh, the offensive coordinator of Seattle, to go to a pass-heavy game. I think the Rams have a real shot at winning this game, but is their offense going to step up? I don't think so. I don't see any of them outdueling Russell Wilson in this game. This Rams defense is going to have to score points if if they want to win, and I just don't see... uh, and I just don't see uh, the Rams putting up enough points to win. I don't really see Russell Wilson making those type of mistakes. And sorry for the dogs barking in the background there. So I got uh, Seattle winning this one 20 to 10. I think it's gonna be a defensive matchup, and I think Russell Wilson's gonna be able to pull it out for his team. All right, so the next game we got is Tampa Bay at Washington, and I got Tampa Bay win this one 24 to 16. And I like Tampa Bay in this one due to the lack of offense from Washington throughout the year. They've been a bottom bottom five offense throughout the season. And I really think Washington uh, will be selling for field goals throughout this game uh, like they did last week against Philadelphia rather than touchdowns. I think it's going to lose in the game. Uh, Washington's pass rush will get to Tom Brady throughout this game. We've seen multiple times uh, throughout the season. Tampa Bay has been struggling against really good pass rushes. And when Tom Brady gets hit a lot, he doesn't play particularly well throughout a game. And I think that's going to show up in this game. I think Chase Young, uh, Montez Sweat, Duran Payne, Jonathan Allen, I think they're going to get to Tom Brady in this game. And I think they're going to make him uncomfortable. I think we're going to see Tom Brady make a mistake in this game. But I don't think it's going to be enough. I think Washington has to force maybe two or three turnovers to beat uh, Tampa Bay in this game. And I think a lot of that has to do with the lack of offensive production from Washington. Washington's offense has been really putrid this season, and a lot of the, a lot of the problems come from the offensive line not being good. A lot of the problems come from not having a lot of skill, a lot of weapons on the offensive end. Uh, really, only Terry McCormick, uh is the real offensive weapon. Antonio Gibson's been injured throughout the season. He's been really good, but he's been injured. Uh, and I just don't really see Washington putting up enough points in this game. Uh, and also, I think one thing Tampa Bay is going to counteract this pass rush is to get the short, uh, quick passing game out. Uh, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, they're going to, uh, I think, have a great game, especially if Tom Brady is able to get the ball out quickly. And if you go to Tampa Bay's defense, I think they're just going to do what they've done all year. They've been a the top, de- uh, they've been a the top five defense. Uh, all year, and they're going to dominate this game. The game's going to come down to Washington's defense. Last week, they put them, uh, last week against Philadelphia, the difference in the game was two turnovers by the Washington defense that set up uh, this Washington offense in position to score. On both of those drives, Washington went three and out, and they kicked a field goal and ended up being the difference in the game on both of them. Can Washington's defense get multiple turnovers in this game? One turnover is not going to do it against this Tampa Bay offense. They're going to have to get multiple turnovers, and I just don't see that happening against a Tom Brady-led team. So i got Tampa Bay uh, weighing this one 24-16. So we'll move on to the next game. It's the first Sunday game. We'll have Baltimore at Tennessee, and I have Baltimore winning 28-24. to uh, I really like Baltimore. In this game because of their offense. And how red hot it's been. Uh, here of late. Especially since the. Uh, uh, was it the Cleveland game? Uh, let me check this real quick. Uh, I think it's since the Cleveland game. Or the game before the Cleveland game. On Monday night that. They've been absolutely on uh, on fire. Actually yeah it was before the game. It was the Dallas game. Uh, where they put up 34 points on Dallas. And they put up 47 on Cleveland. So. This Baltimore team's been red hot for the last month of the season, and I think they're going to continue that against a really bad defense in Tennessee. Tennessee has the worst third down defense. They give up 4.5 yards on the ground, which is not a recipe for success against this Baltimore team and what they like to do on the offensive end. And they allow the most, uh, they allow the fourth most uh, through the air uh, per game, and they allow the 11th worst uh, completion percentage. Uh, on defense, so they allow the uh, so teams throw the 11 best against them. If Baltimore can not protect the football in this game, they'll win this game. We've seen in both playoff games from Lamar Jackson, he's been turning over the ball a lot here in these games. And if he can protect the football, uh, it's going to be a hard time. It's going to be a hard time for this Tennessee defense to stop this Baltimore offense. Uh, but Lamar Jackson and this Baltimore offense just can't beat themselves throughout this game. They gotta play physical, and they gotta play. Uh, they gotta play tough throughout this game. This Tennessee defense, even though they're not the best, they they are a very very gritty defense. And if you're not, if if they're going to outgrit you, they're going to be able to dominate the game. Uh, also, Baltimore has to stop Derrick Henry uh, in this game. Uh, Baltimore is a bottom ten run defense. So, Clay's Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe, Brandon Williams—they're going to have to step up. In this game, if they want to slow down Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, last time they played uh, Baltimore, he had 133 yards, 4.8 yards of carry. And obviously he had the game when he touched down where he just curved through the uh, Baltimore defense. So Baltimore really has to sure up their run defense in this game. Really force the game into Ryan Tannehill's hands. And we've seen Ryan Tannehill in big games. He's not the best. He's He's played really bad in these big games. When the brights are the lightest, he plays his worst and just force and Baltimore just needs to force the game into Ryan Tannehill's hands and really shut down Derrick Henry. That's what Kansas City did last uh last year in the AFC Championship. They really stacked the box. They really tried to slow down Derrick Henry, force Ryan Tannehill to beat them. Baltimore is going to have to do the same thing in this one and if they do that, it's going to play into the Baltimore strengths. It's going to play into their secondary. Their secondary is one of the best in the league at Jimmy Smith, Marlon Humphrey, uh Marcus Peters. They have a really good secondary. If they can slow this run game down, it's going to cause problems for this Tennessee offense. And if you go to Baltimore's offense, they're just going to fill day with this Tennessee defense if they can protect the ball. And I think they will. Uh, Baltimore, uh, last time they played Tennessee, they were winning the whole game until two minutes left in the game. Tennessee takes the lead by three. Baltimore has to go down, kick a field goal to send the game to overtime. And then... uh, Tennessee won the game in overtime, so Baltimore really has to, I think, just close out this game against Tennessee. Uh, They should beat them early in the year. I think they'll beat them this time. They just have to close the game out, protect the football, and just let Lamar Jackson play like Lamar Jackson. Don't try to uh, protect him throughout the game. Just let him be himself throughout this game. and. I think one thing they have to do is stop Derrick Henry, and I think they will. I think they're just going to stack the box, force the game to Ryan Tannehill's hands. So I got Baltimore winning 28-24. And then we're going to the next game here. We got Chicago at New Orleans. And I like New Orleans in this one, 31-24. The reason I have New Orleans win this game is because of how bad Chicago's defense has been of late. They allowed seventy-three or seventy-six points in two games to Green Bay. Allowed thirty-four points to Detroit, and allowed uh, twenty-seven points to the Vikings. That's the most ever Kirk Cousins has put up against the Bears as a Viking as the Vikings quarterback. So this Bears defense has been really bad of late, and this defense is going to have to step up if, if this Bears team wants to win. And I think it's just been an incredible watch to see this defense fall throughout the year. Uh, I think it's been kind of funny, too. The Bears' defense at the at the first half of the year was the strength of this team. It was putting them in positions to win. It was weighing them games. And it was really dominating every team that they came up against. And then you go into the second half of the season, it's really been the offense carrying this team and trying to get make it to the playoffs. So this Bears team can put both of those halves together, put the offense the way they've been playing the second half, the defense, the way they, they the way they played in the first half of the season, this Bears team is going to be very dangerous going into the playoffs. But I just don't really see that happening, especially since it's been a long time. It's been over a month since this uh, Bears defense has played like a legit defense. And I think one thing they got to do in this game, especially on the offensive end for the Bears, is to run the football. And this offense line has to step up. They gotta take pressure off of Trubisky. They have to take pressure off of Nagy and his play calling in the game. And a lot of that falls on the defense too to take that pressure off. And this Bears defense or this Bears offense just has to get going on the ground if they want to win. They had a really good, a really solid game on the ground last time they played. Trubisky didn't play in that game. It was uh, Foles who played in that game. So we'll see how Trubisky performs against this. We've seen New Orleans. Against running quarterbacks, they particularly do not perform well. Uh, You look at the Jalen Hurts game against Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts really dominated them on the ground. He had over 100 yards rushing. So Trubisky can utilize his legs in this game. If Nagy allows him to utilize his legs, they can actually. I think they're going to make this game really close. uh, Regardless, I think if Trubisky uses his legs, but it's going to make the it's going to give the Bears a bear shot winning if he does. And I expect New Orleans' defense to really step up big in this game. Uh, That's why I have them winning. Uh, New Orleans' defense has been a top-five defense all year. And I think they're just going to really shut down this Bears' offense and really force the Bears to really grind out every possession like Green Bay did last week. Uh, Bears had like four or five uh, fourth-down attempts. They converted four. And then we know what happened on the last uh, fourth-down attempt. But... Uh, New uh, New Orleans defense is going to really step up big in this game. I expect Drew Brees to have a solid performance. Uh, And I think they're going to allow Alvin Kamara, Octavius Murray, to really control the flow of the game. And I think it's going to, they're going to absolutely destroy this Bears run defense. This Bears run defense has been up and down all year. And if you can get this game, if you can, if the New Orleans defense can, Slow down this Bears offense, force a couple of punts. This Bears defense is going to struggle in the run game. And Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray are going to have a huge game. And also you have Michael Thomas returning. You have Emmanuel Sanders playing against the Bears. Both Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders did not play in the first game. And then you then you have to watch and see if Roquan Smith can't play in this game for Chicago. That's going to be a huge mismatch. For uh, Chicago in this game, Alvin Kamara is going to have to match up either on Dion Bush, uh, if the Bears decide to play a dime defense and play a safety up there as a linebacker, or he's going to be playing up against their third-string linebacker and Josh Woods, who we seen Josh Woods last week blow coverage against Green Bay and they scored a touchdown on him. So there's uh, it's going to be a very it's going to be a huge mismatch for this Bears team if Roquan Smith cannot suit up. Uh, on Sunday and I think Alvin Kamara is going to have a huge game uh, in this one and I really just have the Saints win this one because they're just the, I think they're the better team uh, Alvin Kamara is going to have a big game I think Roquan Smith's not going to be able to play he didn't practice throughout the week so I think it's going to be that mismatch throughout the game Alvin Kamara is going to shred this Bears defense and I think it's going to be a gritty game I think this game is going to be close. I think this Bears defense will step up a little bit. I think the offense will step up a little bit. We're going to see a more aggressive play calling from Nagy, from Bill Lazor, and allow Mr. Biscay to throw the ball deep in this game. But I have to go with the better team, the better overall team in New Orleans. And I just can't go with my team all the time, especially in big games. So I got New Orleans winning 31-24 in a close matchup. And then the last game we're going to go over here. Uh the last game of wild card weekend, Sunday night football. We got Cleveland at Pittsburgh and I got Pittsburgh pulling out the win 21 to uh 21 to 20. And I like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh in this one because of how good their defense is. they made in a top I think they're the best defense in the NFL. Um they're top they're um one they're, I think they're top they're top 3 in passing yards allowed. Their first in completion our opponent's completion percentage, so they allow the uh worst amount of completion percentage, which is good on defense, and they're number one in sacks. Their past defense has been absolutely insane throughout this season. Uh, and the one thing that's been holding them back is the inconsistencies in the run game. Uh they were number one against the run throughout the majority of the season. And then their linebackers started getting hurt, Devin Bush started getting hurt. You had uh they had to move in uh Marcus Allen from safety to linebacker. They had to trade uh they had to trade every they had to go and get every Williamson from the Jets to fill in that linebacker spot, and their linebacker spot has just hasn't been the same since uh Devin Bush got injured. They're allowing four point three yards of carry this year, and that number keeps going up throughout the season. And I think that's going to be a huge matchup problem for uh, the Steelers in this one. If Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb can get going for Cleveland, it's going to be a long day for Pittsburgh, especially on the uh, defensive end. And that's going, be huge, that's going to be a huge matchup to look at. The, these uh, backup linebackers for Pittsburgh against this run-heavy approach from Cleveland. And uh, if you go to Pittsburgh's offensive, offensive side here, I think if Pittsburgh takes some deep shots throughout this game, really opens this game up like we've seen them do the last couple of games, especially against Cleveland, uh, they're going to have Ben here in this game. They're not going to have Mason Rudolph in the game. So Ben's going to be able to connect on some of, those, uh, some of those deep shots that Mason Rudolph didn't connect on. And once they start taking these deep shots, it's going to really open up this offense. You're going to see them start getting back to their old offense where it's a lot of short underneath stuff. In the passing game. And we're going to see this run game get going. Because now a lot of people are going to be lined up in the box. Uh, And I think a lot of uh, Cleveland's issues is going to come from their secondaries banged up. Uh, uh, Denzel Ward hasn't played through most of the year. Uh, They have a, a couple other injuries. People questionable. Not know if they're going to suit up or not in the secondary. And that's going to be a huge matchup problem for Cleveland. But we go to Cleveland here on the offensive side. And Baker Mayfield has to step up in this game. Uh, that's going to be the question, I think, on the, Cleveland, on off, on the Cleveland's offensive side is not if the running game can get going, but if Baker Mayfield can have a consistently good game throughout, if he's going to use his legs more often like, we, like we've seen him uh, do the last couple of weeks, or are we going to see a Baker Mayfield that completely like craps the bed and doesn't perform well like he did early on in the year uh, against Pittsburgh, against Baltimore. What Baker Mayfield are we going to see in this postseason or in this postseason game, I think will determine if Cleveland goes or Cleveland moves on or if they lose this game. This game will be close. This will be a grit and grind game. And this is what worried me about Pittsburgh allowing Cleveland into the playoffs is Cleveland's a very gritty team, especially the way they play football. Your linebacking core has been injured throughout the year for Pittsburgh's defense. And if Cleveland can really slow this game down, really uh limit the offensive possessions for Pittsburgh and really attack this weakness of this Pittsburgh defense, which is the run game. I think uh Cleveland will win this game, but I just don't know what Baker Mayfield we're gonna get, so I have to go with Pittsburgh in this one. And I think one of the difference makers is gonna be is this pass rush. For Pittsburgh, they had four sacks and four quarterback hits on Baker last game. And that was without T.J. Watt. That was without Cameron Hayward. Their two best defensive linemen. They're going to have them back in this game. And they're just going to cause havoc for Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield is going to turn the ball over a couple times. uh, And it's going to put Pittsburgh in positions to win this game. And I think that's going to be the difference in the game. Is this uh, Pittsburgh pass rush uh, against this Cleveland offensive line. And it's going to cause problems for Baker Mayfield throughout the game. So we got Pittsburgh winning twenty-one to twenty. And thank you all uh, for listening to this uh, to this podcast. Make sure you uh, rate it five stars. Make sure you share it if you liked it that much. And make sure uh, the comment. If you have any criticism, just let me know. Uh, I'm always uh, open to criticism. I'm always open to try and make this more enjoyable for y'all to listen to. And Trying to, and helping me get my points across a little bit better to you all, so you all can enjoy it a little bit more. So, just thank you all again for listening. Enjoy this wild card weekend and enjoy the national championship. Uh, if you decide to watch it, I know it's Alabama again, but uh, just enjoy uh, this football for this three day ga- or for, for this three day stretch here and just enjoy football this weekend. Enjoy it on Monday. And football has been a, I think, a really good point here in 2020 and it's been uh really enjoyable to watch so just enjoy football uh these next three days and just have fun doing it uh whether your team's in the playoffs or not so just thank y'all again for listening and i will uh do and i will see y'all uh tuesday when i go over the recap of the wildcard game so thank y'all again and i will see y'all then